and welcome to the Enchantress Society with Tia Johnson, a place where you get to be you, where you get to unlock your magic in a sacred and judgment-free zone. The Enchantress Society is your witchy sisterhood of enchanting women who guides and supports you along your spiritual journey from the mundane to the magical. I invite you to sit for a spell as I interview guests and spill the spiritual tea on how we can create the magical life we deserve. Hello, hello, hello. I am back. Welcome back. I had to take a breather. Um, I was starting to get burnt out with the summits I was hosting and the mastermind. So I needed to take a few steps back, but I have done reflection and healing that I can't wait to dive into and tell you about. And I will in another episode because I want to get to this series. Uh, But just know that even when you have batch material, (laughs) That will eventually run out. And sometimes you don't get a chance to batch more material. And I'm talking to my fellow entrepreneurs here. And also anyone who just wants to have the logistics set up for you to be in the flow of having things done. Sometimes life happens and we just got to not pump the brakes, but hit the brakes completely. Like just stop. So It's okay if you need to take a break and come back. Just make sure that when you come back, you explain it. You know, just let the people know. Sometimes people just come back like, hey. (laughs) You don't have to go into all the details, but, you know, just a little, little, little explanation helps. And thank you also for bearing with me with my newfound way of talking with these braces on my teeth. I was talking to someone at a summit and actually two ladies and they thought that I had some design. They thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I was thinking, wow, that's a new perspective to look at. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They thought it was cool. And uh, yeah, so that, that was an interesting conversation. And so the only other interesting conversations I have about the metal uh, and my body is is when I'm at the airport and it never fails. TSA agent, oh, your foot! Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was there when they installed the metal. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I have some amazing episodes coming up uh, after this series wraps up. Uh, I have some amazing women coming on the show. It's it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to dive into those conversations. Uh, But just know that, yeah, there was some healing and reflection that took place. I went to the summit hosted by my business coach, Jamie King, a.k.a. the Slay Coach. She is amazing. And the Summit of Slay truly changed my life. I did not come back the same Tia uh, as I was when I boarded the plane on Thursday, that the, the day of the day, the day before the summit. Uh, I mean, I made a post and I said, yesterday's price is not today's price. <laughs> yesterday's Tia is not today's Tia. 
so I will be doing a recap of that summit. Stay tuned. It was something to behold. And I am going to bring a little bit of that to this podcast. What I posted on my Instagram stories was about 10% about what went down that weekend. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know. And the lady who I'm roomed with at our hotel, she's going to come on the show and we're going to talk about it. She's going to be, I guess, for that episode. So yeah, it's going to be beautiful. All right. Now to the topic at hand. The magical tools, crystal herbs and flowers. I love working with all three and I do it at different capacities. Sometimes I'm really into crystals and it's just crystals all day, 24 seven. Then I fall back a little bit and I work with herbs a lot. And then I might fall back on that and incorporate flowers. For example, the last time I worked with flowers and a, a spell was a year ago. Yeah, I haven't done anything recently. It was a year ago. Or actually, bay leaves are considered herbs, right? I'm about to make people think <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> but sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you think it's one thing and it's the other. And then you have a debate. And it's like, maybe it could be both. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I did a three-day spell. And I used flowers. And that was the last time I worked with flowers. So it was about a year ago. But these are important to know about and work with because especially crystals, we use this all the time and we don't know it. With herbs, we know what we're working with for the most part. You know, when you use it to cook, you know the properties. Oh, I put this in here because it does that. I put this in here because it adds that flavor. So you know to some capacity what you're working with. But with crystals, they're so available and they're everywhere that we don't realize how much they have facilitated our lives in the past and currently. So let's dive into it. Now with crystals, we've been using this for eons. Ancient civilizations, Sumerians, uh, ancient Chinese civilizations, uh, Egyptians, so many have been using uh, crystals and their 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 amulets and their talismans. So this is the first time you hear about an, an amulet or a talisman. An amulet is an object that has natural magical properties. And uh, when when you add the crystal to it, it really just enhances it. So let's say you have a rock, and the rock has whatever properties it has. Maybe you got a rock by the beach on a particular island, and you know, the energy of that island is infused with that rock. It has that natural, you know, ocean rock as opposed to river rock energy. And you carve a little indent into it and you place a crystal in there. Now you infuse that, okay, which with, with another magical power, all right? And a talisman is usually used for a specific reason, such as to bring luck, um, sometimes for protection. So the amulet, you can use it across the board pretty much, right? And again, it has a natural property, a natural magic to it, and you're infusing it with more magic. And a, a, a talisman can be, say, like a, a regular necklace, like a chain. And then 
you add a crystal to it, right? And now the, the crystal purpose is for protection. So maybe you may give someone uh, a uh, black tourmaline ring or a necklace and you might tell them, well, you should tell them, don't wear it too often because it's also a grounding stone and you're going to feel really heavy, <laughs> right? That's why I suggest to really put it on your windowsill above your door, you know, entryways and and as spirit to protect you and also be aware of your surroundings. But uh, yeah, so it has a specific purpose, okay? That you're infusing it and, and making it be for whatever you want. All right, so that's the difference between the two. So crystals have been used for ages and I want to talk about how it's used in modern day. And this is important too because there's going to come a time where people are going to say something that will make you second guess the power of crystals or they would be selective. Like, okay, you can use a crystal for an engagement ring because that's a diamond, right? It might have other stones on the side or a bracelet, like a tennis bracelet, right? That's the diamonds or whatever, whatever the case may be a nice necklace. It's a, it's a, um, a sapphire necklace, a peridot, whatever the case may be, it's a crystal. And some people accept that and they consider it something else like, oh yeah, it's, it's a rock. Look at my rock. And that, that's fine to say that, but at the end of the day, it's, it's under the crystal umbrella, right? So that's okay. But when we look at the healing properties, it's like, oh, no, 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 that's, that's evil. Well, here's why it is not. First of all, it's from the earth. Um, yes, yeah, it's not evil. But in modern times, crystals are used in ultrasounds, radios, transistors, sonar, computer chips, watches, your digital watches. Um, and that's what the quartz crystal. We didn't even get into other crystals because the quartz has that electrical energy um, that amplifies wherever it's at. Okay. That's that unique energy of the clear quartz crystal. All right. It's used in electric guitars, microphones. So most digital products has a clear quartz crystal in it. Okay. Because of its electrical charge even if it's a small clear quartz it's used in grills and other things because of its again electrical charge that happens when you utilize it in a way to help you amplify whatever it is you're looking to amplify and i'll post a link to this as well so you can do more research on this and you can always google how are clear quartz crystals used in technology it's everywhere. The more we know about crystals, the better our foundational knowledge becomes and the better we can use the things that are around us. A clear coarse crystal is pretty cheap to come by, right? So imagine you're looking to amplify love in your life, amplify good relationships, amplify your ability to manifest things. You can go get a clear quartz crystal and just put it on your coffee table and focus on that. You can hold it in your hand and focus on that and concentrate what you want to amplify in your life. It's just that simple. And no one has to know your business. You don't have to worry about 
you talking to someone and someone's going to tell someone else about your thoughts and feelings, which are valid and legit. There's nothing wrong with wanting love and wanting to be in good, positive relationships. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's not always easy to say that out loud because sometimes people would say, oh, well, you are enough. Like, I know I'm enough. That doesn't mean <laughs> you don't want someone to love in your life and to love you and to be appreciated. Just what? It's crazy. So here are some ways you can use crystals. I like to say, start off with books. Uh, because again, that knowledge of understanding the crystals always helps. So you can get the crystal Bible and the crystal encyclopedia by Julie Hall. I talked about this many times before. I even did a couple of reels on it. So you can go to my Instagram, which is cosmic underscore witch underscore goddess and just scroll through the reels and you'll see it's like books that got me helped get me started in spirituality something like that and see those books and one of the things I love about the encyclopedia of crystals by Julie Hall is that it's color-coded so if you're drawn to blue crystals or yellow crystals but you don't know the name scroll like oh, okay this is the blue section and of course, it's not a complete list. That book would be 5,000 pages long, but it gives you an idea. It gives you a nice starting ground and it explains the crystals and their properties pretty well. It's really good books. Now, yes, definitely go to med- medical physical metaphysical <laughs> store uh, or online. I understand some people don't have these stores nearby, so they have to order it. Go online and see which crystals you are drawn to. Now, when it comes to placements, I know many people who come to me are in a spiritual closet. <laughs> so, and it's okay. I was once there. So you need to be a little bit crafty about your crystal practice. Necklaces, rings, bracelets, earrings. Okay. You can even get a hair clip with a crystal in it. There are so many ways you can incorporate crystals into your life. You can even get one of those little charms on your phone. You can create a crystal grid underneath your bed. And it's so easy to do. You can look up crystal grids and on Google and it'll show you so many ways you can use it. And you can put, you could take five crystals one at each post of your bed and then one in the middle. You can take a crystal, put it underneath your pillow. For the crystal that you want to put underneath your pillow or in your bra, make it a tumble crystal. And that's the one that's smoothed out. You don't have any rough edges. So I won't go too much into the double terminated and all that other stuff, how crystals are formed and cut. But uh, the clear cut, simple, <laughs> easy one is to get it tumble. It just means smooth. So that way you're not going to stab yourself at nighttime with the crystal. Okay. <laughs> All right. You don't want that. You can have crystals by your glass of water while you're cooking to amplify love. That can be your secret ingredient. You know how grandmothers have the TLC? Well, you can have your crystals while you're cooking beside you. You're cooking for your lover, have rose quartz beside you. Or maybe uh, I, I like combining red and pink crystals like a red garnet you know so even though a crystal has a certain property you can also go with your gut 
because sometimes you just might need that color energy, the way that crystal formed, whatever the case may be, to bring up whatever emotion you're looking to bring up. So just keep that in mind, too. All right. So those are some of the ways you can work with crystals. And, you know, just a little background. We've been working with crystals for an eternity. All right. Ancient civilizations, they they knew what was up. Okay. And it's been proven to work in modern technology. Crystals are just ancient technology. And we are not even learning. We have to relearn how to use these crystals. Okay. So, you know, just think about when you were a kid and you you and your best friend want to have these, you know, BFF bracelets and stuff like that, because it has a meaning and a purpose to it. It has that energy behind it. And crystals have that energy, that purpose behind it. And it's just as strong, if not stronger. So the next time you see, you know, a little charm bracelet or any type of bracelet, bracelet or jewelry, think about the energy, those properties that crystal has think about what you're drawn to because that's exactly what you need at that time really think about that if you lose a crystal that just means that your time was up with it if it breaks look at where it broke how did it break and then think about that because that also symbolizes something maybe you were looking to expel energy and the energy was so powerful that the last bit of that negative energy just broke off and you're done. Okay, so just just think about that when you're working with crystals. All right, next, herbs. Dun, dun, dun. So I love herbs simply because of the smell. <laughs> it really in, in, it, it invokes something within, or I should say evoke, because evoke is within, and invoke is an invitation, so it evokes something. Uh, and I love appealing to the senses. I talked about this during the Sex Goddess Summit. When we appeal to the senses, it gets us more involved. It helps us to focus at with the task, or excuse me, on the task at hand. <laughs> okay. And when we are fully present, we are so much more powerful because we're not thinking about that email, we're not worrying about that text message, we're not worrying about anything but ourselves and what we're looking to accomplish. So one book I recommend, this is a mandatory book. And you know, I don't say too many things are mandatory, but this is the book you need in your magical library. And that is Scott Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. Hands down, one of the best books to date regarding spirituality, just overall, the way the herbs are uh, explained in this book, uh, their, uh, I guess the word would be genealogy, is just really good. And it helps me with my spells. So, for example, I looked up cinnamon you know, and how that's used, you know, for love and things like that and bay leaves. Okay. And those are some of the herbs that I have in my pantry. So the beautiful thing about the usage of herbs is that we already have it. <laughs> it's probably in your cabinet, right? Salt, pepper, cinnamon, vanilla, you know, these things are 
most likely at the ready. So at the very basic level, you have black pepper. You can use that for protection. And when I tell people this, they go, oh, Tia, I don't want black pepper in my house. And people trailing that in my home. <laughs> I got you covered. Put it on the outside. So you can put it at the base of your steps. Okay, so if you're living in a town home, a row home, you can put it at the base of your steps. Okay, if you are in an apartment building, you can casually, you know, I don't know where cameras are located because, you know, I don't want you to look crazy on camera and you're like, excuse me, um, what are you doing? <laughs> As you are closing your door, just already have black pepper in your hand and just slowly move your fingers back and forth. You know, so you can just have one hand holding your phone like you're reading something and just walk slow and your other hand just lightly sprinkling it out. So you're not doing a whole pour where they can look at it and think, what the hell is she doing? Just light sprinkles, light sprinkles. And it won't come all the way in through your apartment because usually you have that little uh, cover over the threshold, right? So just put it like just in front of your door. It could be a little bit distance from your door, but just a little sprinkle right there. Now, you can also do this intentionally with your food. If you want to increase protection in your life, let's say you're making uh, a sauce, any type of sauce, or you're cooking anything, but let's just say sauce because it works with this example. You put black pepper in there and stir it clockwise because you want to increase the protection, right? So if you want to protect your house and your property inside your house, while you're cooking, you know, your sauce and you're stirring it, you can say, I increase the protection in this house. I increase the protection in this house. I increase the protection in this house and its property or and my property and my property. People who walk into this house are cosmically protected and you're stirring clock- clockwise to increase that, increase that. <laughs> and then while you're eating, that's what you're going to consciously think about protection, protection, protection. Now, let's say you want to use bay leaves. There are some herbs you can write on. Bay leaves are usually dry, so you can take a marker and write on it what you want to call into your life because bay leaves are good for abundance so and prosperity. So you can write good health and watch and, and burn a bay leaf, watch it burn. Of course, do this in a safe setting. I usually burn mine in my cauldron. Uh, so you might have a grill. Just go out to your grill, have one of those uh, like little torchy lights, those little clickers. I don't know what you call them. <laughs> and burn it. Okay. Use what you have. And cinnamon sticks. When you cook, you know, when you drink your tea, put a cinnamon stick in there. And think about drinking and wealth, prosperity, love. Okay, these are how you use herbs consciously to ignite that magic, right? Because otherwise, it's a cinnamon stick. And it has, of course, it's cinnamon properties. But once you activate the magic in it, now you activate its magical properties. And that involves intention, that involves how you do your practice. So for me, I usually hold the cinnamon sticks 
as I'm taking them out its container, I'm usually talking to it and cinnamon, you know, we're going to do a ritual for, for love, for relationships, for abundance. Not just concentrate on it. You're just infusing your magic yourself with the cinnamon stick. Now with the bay leaf, I touch it lightly because it can easily break. So I just touch it lightly and I just hold that intention. I hold that magic with it. Sometimes I take deep breaths. I make it an, an experience. Okay. And then I watch it burn. Smell the aroma. All right. Really think about that. Envision what I want. And even if you want to work with an herb and you don't know, you're like, oh, man, I don't know what this property is, but I'm, I'm called to use it. Flip through the book. Flip through the book I recommended. And then think about how you want to use it in your practice. And it could be as simple as you just, let's say, cutting that tomato because it's succulent. You know, it's so juicy. And for you, you know, you eat a slice of tomato and you think about the juiciness of life the juiciness, the richness of life. And it's usually an orangey red color sometimes, lower chakra colors, hello. You know, so you can think about that and really be intentional while you're eating it and think about the magic fueling it. You know, have that room also for the goddesses and, you know, spirit, whoever else to step in. Like, yes, I envision this or something greater, that or something greater is giving the goddess the room to do what she does. Okay? So that's the use of herbs. You can get as creative as you want. Like I said, you could put some in your tea. You can use it when you're making the sauce, while you're cooking, in front of your door. Okay? Many, many ways you can use it. But those are some of the easy and common ways you can use it. You're just infusing your magic with it to activate its magic. Okay? And you can do a combination. You can have the cinnamon stick in your tea and a topaz, too, because maybe topaz, that color, that goldish color makes you think of wealth. So you're thinking, you know, cinnamon, love, prosperity, wealth. And you got that by your side with your tea. All right, let's shift gears to flowers. So one book I recommend, and I had this book for years, is Flower Therapy, Welcome the Angels of Nature into Your Life by Doreen Virtue and Robert Reeves. This book, I, first of all, I love the pictures. The pages feel so good. My book lovers out there, you know what I'm talking about when the page feels nice. It's beautiful. And it tells you the properties of the flowers and the angels associated with the flowers, namely the archangels. It's a beautiful book. I love it because it, it helps me also with my rituals, with my spells. So at the top of the uh, episode, I talk about how I used flowers for the three-day ritual I did last year. So when you are working with flowers, you do need to ask for their permission. Uh, so when I went to Trader Joe's, <laughs> you know, you, you can get them anywhere. I went to Trader Joe's and of course, once you set out your request to the universe, the universe will answer. And I wanted specifically red, yellow, and orange flowers because I'm working with the 
lower chakras because I was focusing on love and relationships. Boom. Go to Trader Joe's, make it right. And what do I behold? Red, orange, and yellow flowers. There was also a little bit of pink in there too. Of course. Perfect. I spoke to those flowers right there. Just mentally, I wasn't moving my lips because, you know, we don't want the muggles to think we're crazy. (laughs) So I just told them what I was going to do. They said, yeah, we're for it. So even when I pluck the petals, I always ask, is this the right time? You know, really work with the flowers. And I had the flowers next to the candle I was working with. I would smell the roses, you know, get the feel of it everything. Again, appealing to the senses. That's what we want, especially when we're working with a spell to attract romantic love, to attract uh, that relationship where our partner is aware and in tune, right? I can't do a spell asking for a partner like that if I'm not going to be in tune with the very tools I'm using. So I'm touching the petals. I'm taking in the aroma of the candle, everything, okay? And then I took the flower petals and and every morning, so I did it at night and at, actually, so it was early morning, but sometimes the break of dawn, I would toss the petals out so they would go with the wind, (laughs) right? These are some of the ways you can use flowers in your spells, So why flowers? Because like herbs, like crystals, they each have their properties. A lot of us are visual learners. We're just visual people. They are bonuses to our craft. And when we work with these tools, we are working with the earth. These three tools, crystals, herbs, flowers, they're of the earth. So we're working with mother nature. Mama Earth, one of the oldest spirits, (laughs) right? Oldest goddesses, okay? We are working with the elements that are around us, and we are one with the Earth. So we are working with ourselves, okay? We're working on being grounded and expanding. So working with flowers is helping us to see nature, how we are meant to move because, you know, flowers go through cycles, right? A seed is planted in the ground and then it grows, right? And it needs that nourishment to grow. And then it blossoms to this beautiful, whatever it is, whatever flower plant it is, that's what it blooms, right? Some plants take, I don't know, a month to grow. Some take six months to grow and then they die, right? And then sometimes we get seeds from that. Cycles. Don't we go through cycles? Don't we reach our point, you know, that finally I made it at different times? Some people make it to their goal in two years and other people five and some 13, right? So flowers are also teaching us Some flowers slash plants don't need that much nourishment. Some do. (laughs) Some are meant to be out in the wild. Some aren't, per se. Right? So 
this is one of the reasons why we work with flowers and I'm going to throw in plants as well. (laughs) Right. And just like with herbs, this has been used for, for eons. Okay. It's nothing new. We're just relearning how to use it. We are relearning as multiple uses for magical work. And even for changing our environment, think about it. When someone has a beautiful bouquet on their coffee table or dining room table or entryway, doesn't that make you feel a little bit better? Don't you just go, oh, cool. I know some people go, oh, my allergies. Like I know some people who, like I get it, you have allergy. And then, then, then there are those people, oh my God, my it's like, okay, I get that you have allergies. This person did not know that their office did not know that you have allergies Jeez, you know there are some people that you can tell they they're doing a little bit extra and then there are some people that is like oh I have allergies and I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna be over here you know it's like cool totally respect that but the whole flipping out is like you I understand but they didn't know (laughs) like just excuse yourself you caught it before you got too close to the plant, like just back up. So besides the allergies, which I understand, seeing a bouquet of flowers really changes the mood. Someone gives you a flower and you know they mean it, not, oh, I'm sorry, I cheated on you for the fifth time, flowers. It's thinking of you, sympathy, just because, Mother's Day, anniversary, whatever. You feel better. They change the mood. They add to the atmosphere. Think about flowers set for a baby shower, a wedding, a romantic setting. They enhance that mood. So working with flowers just isn't about oh, okay, well, you know, I need a decoration. They provide so much more. My grandmother used to talk to flowers all the time. She would say, you know, you got to talk to flowers. Also, they help with the oxygen and things like that. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And it's true. Every time she talked to flowers, the flowers get that much better and bigger versus when no one talked to the flowers. I call my mom a cereal plant killer. Like She cannot maintain a healthy plant at all. My gram and that's because probably she doesn't talk to them. But my grandmother, she talked to her flowers and they just blossom so beautifully. All right. So incorporate flowers if you can or a plant. Okay. You can get a bamboo plant that helps, you know, that helps with prosperity and luck. And as far as I know, people aren't allergic to bamboo. Uh don't sleep on a cactus. <laughs> okay. Just look at the properties of what you're being drawn to. Okay, same thing applies to flowers as it does to crystals. All right. And get to know and understand that flower and talk to it. Have a conversation with it. You could learn something. (laughs) All right. So that's what I have for you for these magical tools of the earth, crystals, herbs, and flowers. They can help elevate your mood. They can help expand your consciousness. They can amplify what you want to manifest in your life, among other things. So get to know these 
these crystals, these herbs, and these flowers. Take your time. There is no rush. You don't have to do it all at one time, but to understand what's already around you and what already impacts you is great to know. All right. So I will talk to you soon, sending you so many blessings. You know, I'm rooting for you. Be kind to yourself. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in, Magical One. Let's keep in touch. Join the VIP email list by going to tmariejohnson.com. And as always, I'm sending you lots of love, many blessings. I'm rooting for you. And remember to be kind to yourself. Until next time.